0: Welcome to the Faith Broadcast. I'm so glad that you're watching today's message. I believe it'll be a blessing to you. I believe it'll encourage you, it'll strengthen you, and it'll empower you to make Jesus famous in your everyday life. Enjoy today's message, and I'll see you at the end of the broadcast. Praise God. Go with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 4. Not really doing much of a review today. If you missed any of the parts of this Faith Vision series, I encourage you to watch it on our Faith Plus app or on YouTube. So let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4 actually start with verse 3. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 3 it says but if our gospel be hid it is hid to them that are lost. And whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. We talked about how the enemy is at work, blinding the eyes of people who do not believe to keep them from knowing Jesus and walking in the truth and walking into the future God has for them. Let's skip to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1, just laying laying the foundation that we laid last week so we can go into what we have today. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. And you, has he quickened or made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in the time past you walked or lived according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, that's the enemy, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience, among whom we all had our lifestyle or conversation in times past, and the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sin, has quickened or made us alive together with Christ. By grace you are saved and has raised us up together, made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Two things we looked at from this passage, so many more things in this passage, but two things we're gonna focus on today is that there is an enemy. There is a kingdom of darkness and they're operating to keep people bound, to keep people blind, and to keep them from entering into the kingdom of God and walking in the light of the truth and so we said when it concerns people you know people you love your family members your friends loved ones community members people you work with that you want to be saved and come into the knowledge of truth we gave you five things to do i also said it is my honor to pray for those individuals and some of you have sent those individuals to me and i'm praying for them every single day i'm praying for them for the next 30 days and if you want to send that person and for me to pray for as well that you know just email us at info at fccga.com if you want me to pray for those individuals as well just email us their names at info at fccga.com now here are the five things that we share that you need to do so that you when concerning praying for these individuals. And these are things you do in your private prayer time, not things you do in front of them or when you're with them. This is what you do in your private prayer time. We said, number one, darkness must be bound. Use the authority given to you in the name of Jesus. Number one. Darkness must be bound. Use the authority given to you in the name of Jesus. We see this in Matthew 16, verse 19. Number two, pray for the right labor to be sent. You want to pray for the right person to come across the path to minister the word to them in a way they can receive it. Whether it's someone in person, whether it's online, a post, a tweet, a video, a podcast, a notification, whatever it is. You're praying that God sends the right labor across the path to minister the word to them in a way they can receive it. Number three, daily pray the Ephesians 1 prayer for the individual. Number three, daily pray the Ephesians 1 prayer for the individual. You find that in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 16 through verse 23. Number four, daily pray for them in the spirit. There's some things that you don't even know in your natural understanding how to pray for this individual and what needs to be prayed concerning them walking into the kingdom of God. So number four, daily pray for them in the spirit or daily pray for them in other tongues. Number five, daily thank God for the individual. Thank God for their salvation. Thank God for their deliverance. Thank God that God will prove himself faithful in their lives and that they will come into the kingdom of god so we must be a praying church if you want to see more people come to the kingdom of god if you want to see people turn back to god who turned away we have to be a praying church we must pray and we must pray on a regular basis for the lost we must pray for those in our community our prayer life needs to go beyond just our four and no more what do i mean by that we need to pray for more than just our family and the people we have close relationship with yes pray for them We need to pray for people beyond just those who believe like us. Yes, pray for them. We need to pray more than just for our church. Yes, pray for our church. We need to pray for our communities. Our prayers do make a difference in our community and in the lives of our leaders. And we must be people of prayer. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17. And everything we do, we must be a praying people. And everything we do, and every stand we take, and every venture goes forward, we must be a praying people. You know, I liked how Bishop said, you know, that every success first is a prayer success. He said, every success first is a prayer success. And then he shared, if you want to walk in a lot of power, he he shared this, he would share this phrase, or bishopism, as I like to call him. Little prayer, little power. No prayer, no power. Much prayer, much power. So if you want to walk in great kingdom power, you need to be a person of prayer. So 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, and your prayer life needs to extend than just you and those in your immediate family circle, but also for those who are in your community, for those who you work with, for those that may come into the church building or come in online. You need to let the Holy Spirit lead your praying so it's not just affecting you, but it's having ripple effects in the spirit realm for many, many people. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse 17. Pay attention to this passage and we'll read it from the New King James. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now, all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself. Put in the chat and say, reconciled. Go ahead, put in the chat and say, reconciled. He has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given to us, say that I'm part of us, say me, say that's me, say I'm part of our, us. He's given unto us the ministry of reconciliation. Now, just because you have the ministry of reconciliation doesn't mean you're your apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, or teacher are called to stand behind the pulpit. The ministry of reconciliation is given to every single believer every single believer is called to the ministry of reconciliation the scripture goes on as that is that god was in christ reconciling the world to himself say reconciling not imputing their trespasses to them and has committed to us the word of reconciliation say reconciliation now then we are ambassadors for christ As though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Say reconciled. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Chapter 6, verse 1. We then, as workers together with him, also plead with you not to receive the grace of God in vain the word reconcile means to restore friendly relations between the word reconcile means to restore friendly relations between you have been given the ministry of reconciliation it is Paul your call no matter what you're called to do i'm not saying you're called to be behind a pulpit but whatever god has called you to do in the realms of education and business in sports and entertainment in media, in science, in technology, in politics, whatever God has called you to do, part of that call is connected to the ministry of reconciliation. Your future as an individual, as a family, as a church, all of our futures is part and connected to the ministry of reconciliation. Rick Renner said it to me this time this way one time. He says there's somebody on the other side of your obedience. There's somebody on the other side of your obedience. You remember sometimes the storms that come in your life, we talked about it last year. Sometimes the storms that come in your life, it's not actually about you sometimes storms come into your life because you're about to reach somebody that the kingdom of darkness does not want reach some of you are taking the storms you're facing right now personal some of you are taking the Giants you're facing right now personal the attacks the challenges the situation like oh why am I going through all this it's because the enemy knows that on the other side of that storm is somebody who'll be one to the kingdom of God and he's doing whatever he can to stop you or to contain you so don't take what you're facing as personal take it as as a compliment that you are a threat to hell and if hell sent something your way you remind hell you're more than a conqueror through him that loved you you are an overcomer and you overcome this situation this challenge the storm this attack this giant this situation as well remember when Jesus crossing the the lake remember when a storm arose And what happened after he stopped the storm and got to the other side? What met him? A demoniac man who was going to be delivered. Those demons and that man stirred up that storm to prevent Jesus from bringing deliverance to that man and eventually to that entire area. Sometimes storms show up to delay you from going into your future because your future is connected to winning people to Jesus. The ministry of reconciliation is connected to your future as an individual, as a family, and as a church. Your future is not just about you. Go ahead and say it out loud and put it in the chat. Say, my future is not just about me. Go ahead, put it in the chat and say it with me again. Say, my future is not just about me. We're going to say it again. I want you who are saying at home, so well, I'm not saying it because pastor can't see me. You who did not say that out loud, I want you to say it out loud with me. And for those who are putting it in the chat, say, my future is not, just about me it's not just about you your future also impacts not just your family and your friends but it's about other people God has called you to reach your our future as individuals as families and as a church is connected to the ministry of reconciliation of bringing people back into friendly relationship with God it's not God who's keeping them away It's the enemy, as we saw, who is blinding their eyes. The enemy who's called the God of this world, the leader of this world system. He's operating to deceive them and to blind their eyes. And he's working through them and to walk in ways that are against God. He's trying to keep them away, but it's our job to go forward in our cause as individuals, as families of church, to be people of prayer, to do what God has called us to do as individuals, families of church, to break the power of the enemy, to pull down principalities, walk into places he's called us to walk in and win people for the kingdom of God. As the scriptures remind us, we are ambassadors. We're authorized representatives of the kingdom of God. God is working through us to reconcile the world to himself he is working through us to bring others to him you are a minister of reconciliation and sometime this week i was praying and thinking and there are some of you who are watching right now not all of you but there's some of you who have stepped back and stopped doing what god has called you to do maybe as an individual some of you may have backed away from that or even volunteering or even just things being really involved in church and in this ministry not because of things going on in the world, but because you disqualified yourself. So, said, well, pastor, what do you mean about that? You made a mistake. And he said, well, I made a mistake. I had a crazy moment. I did something stupid. I can't serve. God can't use me. I've, done, I've, I've made too many mistakes. No, pastor, you don't get it. What I did was stupid. I might agree with you. It might have been stupid. You might have known better. But you're not disqualified from representing Jesus. The blood is greater than your mistake. The blood is greater than your sin. The blood is greater than your trespass. The blood is greater than any stupid thing you may have done. So stop disqualifying yourself from your future. Stop disqualifying yourself for what God has for you. For those of you who have backed away for whatever reason because of your own mistakes, your own issues, your own humanness, your how you tripped, how you messed up, uh-uh. It's time to go forward. Go ahead and put it in the chat. Say it's time to go forward. Because if you keep dwelling on what you did, that means you are clinging to the past. You're clinging to the drama and the trauma that your own mistakes cause. You need to let go of the past. Stop clinging to that trauma. Stop clinging to that drama. Know that God has forgiven you. If you ask God to forgive you, he forgave you. Now it's time to walk into your future and leave that drama. Leave that trauma. Leave that sin behind. The blood is greater than your trauma. The blood is greater than the drama. The blood is greater than anything you may have caused in your life. Believe in the power of the blood that washes away all your sin and walk into the future that God has for you stop disqualifying yourself i know i'm talking to some people you've disqualified yourself you backed away you stop. you know you still attend you still watch online but you said i can't get involved i can't help because i made too many mistakes we've all made mistakes there's only one perfect person at this church and his name is jesus christ all of us have issues all of us make mistakes all of us have shortcomings but because of the blood of jesus and the work of the holy spirit as we come together as individuals families of the church we can go forward and do what God has called us as individuals as families as church together as we come together we can ignite an awakening that impacts Georgia and influences the world through the power of the love of Jesus but we can't back away every time we make a mistake we can't back away every time things get hard we can't back away when we run into a challenge we have to press toward the mark of the high calling of the anointed one Jesus and Christ Jesus we have to press go ahead and put in the chat say we have to press go ahead and put in the chat and say it out say we have to press. Do you know why? God has need of you. God has need of you. Look at everything that's going wrong, going on in the world. God has need of you. Some of you I'm talking to that you may not been backed away for this other thing, but you just didn't think that what you're doing is important, that your part is important. No, your part is important. Some of you who've been with me a long time And some of you were walking in the word and walking in faith and walking in the spirit long before we started walking this journey together at faith. And some of you have backed away because you think that what God's put in you is not significant. But it's like what the writer said, the book of Hebrews, it's time for you. Now, the time that you are to be teachers, I have to reteach you the basic elements of Christianity. Some of you don't need to relearn the basic elements. Some of you just need to step up and step out. Now, I'm not saying you have to start a ministry. I'm not saying you need to start a new business. I'm not saying you need to go to ministry school, become apostle, prophet, advance, pastor, teacher. I'm not saying that. I'm saying some of you just need to step up to what God has for you and step up in your serving in the volunteering at church step up into the call he has for you he has something wonderful for you but you need to stop disqualifying yourself you need to stop backing away you need to go forward into the future god has for you you know as i begin to lay out some more things next week and the week after about how we step up some people think well only preachers can step up and do that said who You know, a lot of times I've talked to some of our faith leadership here over the last few years. Said a lot of things we said only ministers can do that doesn't have a biblical backing. It does help for some areas for ministers to do, but there's other people who can do. They don't have to go to ministry school for it. They don't have to be apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, because we're all called to the ministry of reconciliation. And as we see in just a few moments, as we all step up to do our part, God can use us to do wonderful things. You know, we talked about Matthew chapter nine. And starting with verse 35, going through the rest of chapter 9, going to chapter 10, when Jesus talked about praying for laborers to go into the harvest. We referenced that at the beginning of this message, how we're supposed to pray for laborers, and that is important and we should do. But you know what happened in chapter 10 after Jesus told him to pray for laborers? He sent laborers. He sent out the 12 apostles. And we know not too long after that, he sent the 70. Those 70 weren't apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. They were just disciples. They're just people who believed in Jesus and he sent them forth on a mission to bring people into the kingdom of God and to do supernatural things and to work miracles. Whether you're part of the ministry gifts like the apostles were or you're just part of the body like the disciples were, you've been given a call. And we must all do what God has called us to do and not disqualify ourselves. Now, Paul reminds us of this in 1 Corinthians 12 verse 14. And it says, for in fact, the body is not one member, but many, if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I am not the body. Is it therefore not the body? And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I am not of the body, is it, not there? is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole were hearing, where would be the smelling? But now God has set members, each one of them, in the body just as it pleased him. And if they were all one member, where would the body be? But now indeed there are many members, yet one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head head. to the feet, I have no need of you. No, much rather, those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. And those members of the body, which we think to be less honorable, on these we bestow greater honor and our unpresentable parts have greater modesty but our presentable parts have no need but god composed the body having given greater honor to the part which lacks it that there should be no schism in the body but that the members should have the same care for one another and if one member suffers all the members suffer with it or if one member is honored all the members rejoice with it now you are the body of christ and members individually Let's go to Ephesians chapter 4 and we'll begin to break this down. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11. Paul's in the same mindset in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11. And he gave some apostles talking about Jesus gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints or the maturing of the saints, for the work of the ministry. Why did he give them? To mature the saints. Why? So the saints, not just the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. Yes, they're included because they're saints, but it's to train the saints for the work of the ministry. What is that? The ministry of reconciliation. What God has called you to do. For the edifying or the building up the body of Christ, till we all come into the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto our mature or perfect man unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the sleight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive, but speaking the truth in love may grow up into him and all things, which is the head, even Christ from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplies, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, makes increase of the body unto the edifying or the building of itself in love. Summarize this. You are part of the big Sea church. The big Sea church. The global body of Christ. But you're also part of this local church. The local body of Christ. What we call Faith Christian Center. One church in many locations. You're part of this local body. You are a member. You are a a part of this body. And as Paul says in Ephesians 4, you have a supply. So go ahead and put it in the chat and say out loud. Say, I have a supply. Go ahead and say it out loud and put it in the chat. Say, I have a supply. Come on, say it. I have a supply. And according to what we saw in Ephesians 4, we only grow and accomplish the vision God has for us to the extent that every person gives their supply. You have a supply. Your supply is needed. Your supply is needed as we gather online and in person. Your supply is needed as we volunteer and serve in our blessing to our community. Your supply is needed. Don't disqualify your supply. Your supply is needed. Say, my supply is needed. Come on, say it again. Say, my supply is needed. Go and put it in the chat. Say, my supply is needed. Your supply is needed. You might think what you do at Faith, for those of you serving Team Faith and those of you think about serving Team Faith, well, it's not that important. I just do this or do that. No, your supply is important because when we all come, to come together to do our part, whether we're in the parking lot, serving with the nurses, serving in kids' world, serving in the youth ministry, serving behind the scenes in administration, helping set up campuses, whether we're serving on the praise team, serving as ushers, serving with the altar guild, wherever we're serving in many different teams, guess what? You matter. Your supply matters. You see, you know, remember I told you don't forget the yellow shirt? I still got to say don't forget. Remember I said don't forget the yellow shirt? Now the thing is, if you're watching Star Trek and you had this yellow shirt, you'll probably be in the next episode. You know, if you watch Star Trek, if you have a shirt like this or a blue one, you're probably going to be in the next episode, especially if the you know the audience had met you before now if you wore a red shirt and no one has ever heard of you before you probably would not make it through the episode you know they call those the red shirts or the expendable crewmen. anybody remember what i'm talking about if you remember what i'm talking about go ahead and put it in the chat he said they called them the expendable crewman, the red shirt. They died early on in the episode. It added the drama and severity of whatever challenge they're facing. And you know, because that red shirt was expendable, it reminded the rest of the crew we need to do our job so we don't die the same way. And so that's what they called the expendable crewman. The red shirts, the expendable crewman. But I have a question for you as we go on with this message. Because in this transporter room, it wouldn't just be the commander in the yellow shirt or people in the blue shirts with high-ranking officials that would beam down for the next assignment to go where no man's gone before. It wasn't just them who on the voyages of the starship. It was also a lot of people in red shirts. But a lot of those who were in red shirts did not make it back to the starship. When you look at the series, they were expendable. In our lives, who have we ruled as expendable? You see, sometimes we don't want to serve or serve as often because we think, well, we're good, we're saved, our family's safe, we're good, somebody else will do it. You know, if you always say somebody else will do it, you know what happens? Nobody does it. And what happens is we forget the impact we have in our community of people who are coming to our church in person and online, who are far away from God. You now I was here a testimony recently about someone who was just watching online and it changed their life. They, they, don't, they don't even live in Georgia, but their life has been changed. I just heard that testimony recently. There are people who have come in person. I talked to someone recently. They said, you know, I just moved to the Atlanta area recently and I'm praying about where to go to church and I've been praying and praying and praying. And I came here one time. And I know this is what God has for me. It's a, people are coming in walking in and their lives are changed. But it's not just because I preached a good message. It's not just me. It's the parking lot team welcoming them in. It's the hospitality team team welcoming them into the building. It's the ushers and hostess showing them where they sit. It's the kids' world team being a blessing to the kids. It's the youth ministry team be a blessing to the teenagers. It's the praise and worship team worshiping God and leading us into the presence of God. It's the media team and the sound team make sure everybody can see and hear. It's the people serving them back to make sure all the other things in the ministry runs correctly. It's the people setting up at our different campuses. What you're doing with our faith experiences, and we'll share more next Sunday with our mission statement. What you're doing, whether you're serving Austell, whether you serve online, whether you serve in Fayetteville, whether you serve in Marietta, where you serve in Gwinnett, what you're doing is opening up the doors where people who would have been labeled as red shirts or expendable crewmen that people have forgotten about, people that they thought could never reach, people who were too far gone. What you do, open the doors for people who've been labeled and considered red shirts and expendable crewmen to come into the kingdom of God. You volunteering matters. You serving matters. It matters to the kingdom of God. You have to think about it this way that when we pray for laborers, somebody else is praying for laborers. And what happens if they just happen to see faith and they decide to log in online or come in person? Guess what? Everybody who's serving that day, who's helping online, helped to put together the online broadcast, they're a laborer. You're an answer to prayer because of your volunteering, because of your serving. You're an answer to prayer and you're rescuing, you're rescuing the red shirts. You're rescuing the expendable crewmen for danger and you're getting them back safely to the ship because of what you do. Don't disqualify what you do. What you do is important. You may say, how I volunteer is not that important. Nope, it's important. Jesus sees it, I see it, we see it, we know it's important. Don't disqualify yourself. And some of you say, well, I haven't volunteered yet at faith. It's time for you to volunteer. Whether you're in person or online, so whether you live in Atlanta or not, you live in Georgia or not, there is a spot for you to serve. And if you're interested in serving, you see the information on the screen has been up there for a little bit. You can either go to our app and click Get Involved. You'll see the link on the app. You'll see the link on our website. Click Get Involved. Or as you see near your screen, you can text SERVE. 770-756-8539 you can text serve to 770-756-8539 or you can click get involved on the faith plus app i encourage you i encourage you get involved what you do makes a difference your volunteering makes a difference you know people think it's just a preacher no it's all of us come together we all have our part we all have our role and as we come together the body increases in love and we make a difference and we can ignite an awakening that impacts Georgia and influences the world through the power of the love of Jesus. It's not just the preaching that gets people healed and delivered. I have testimonies and heard of testimonies, people getting healed as they shook hands with an usher that the usher prayed for them and they got healed. Hey, it's not just about me. It's not just about the ministers. It's not just about the people you see on the screen. It's all of us coming together and some of you who have not volunteered to step back from volunteering it's time for you to step back in whether you're going to serve online or in person we need more people to serve with our wonderful online connect team hey if you're watching in the chat tell our connect team thank you our connect team on facebook and youtube and on our website they they serve so faithfully every week to connect with people who are watching online but also shout out to all team faith serving in all of our campuses you are making a difference i'm so grateful for you you are a tremendous blessing but some of you who have stepped back from serving team faith it's time for you to step back up again for some of you who have never joined team faith that's what we call a ministry of helps all of our volunteers here it's time for you to join the ranks whether you're going to serve online whether you're going to serve in person there is something for you to do and you can be a great blessing as we go forward so make sure you sign up to volunteer let's get back into this message your supply matters, where you serve matters, where you volunteer matters. Let's go to Second Corinthians chapter nine verse six. Second Corinthians chapter nine verse six. It's a familiar scripture in a passage to a number of us Second Corinthians chapter nine verse six but this I say, he who sows sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he who sows bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according to his purpose and his heart so let him give not grudgingly or of necessity for God loves a cheerful giver and God is able to make all grace abound towards you that you always have all sufficiency and all things may abound to every good work. We know this passage about giving but I want to back up a little bit and read it to you from the New Living Translation. Start with verse 1. Paul says I really don't need to write to you about this ministry of giving for the believers in jerusalem for i know how eager you are to help and i've been boasting to the churches in macedonia that you in greece were ready to send an offering a year ago in fact it was your enthusiasm that stirred up many of the macedonian believers to begin giving but i'm sending these brothers to be sure you are really as ready as i've been telling them and that your money is all collected i don't want to be wrong in my boasting about you we would be embarrassed not to mention your own embarrassment if some macedonian believers came with me and found that you weren't ready after all i had told them so i thought i should send these brothers ahead of me to make sure the gift you promised is ready but i want it to be a willing gift not one given grudgingly remember this a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your heart how much to give and don't give reluctantly or a response to pressure for God loves a person who gives cheerfully and God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. As the scriptures say, they share freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he'll provide an increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you yes you will be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous and when we take your gifts to those who need them they will thank God so two good things will result from this ministry of giving the needs of the believers in Jerusalem will be met and they will joyfully express their thanks to God as a result of your ministry they will give glory to God for your generosity to them and to all believers, we prove that you are obedient to the good news of Christ. We're all called to the ministry of reconciliation, and we're all called to the ministry of giving. Ministry of reconciliation has nothing to do with you being a minister. And ministry of giving has nothing to do with whether you're a millionaire or have a whole lot of money or not. We're all called to the ministry of reconciliation, and we're all called to the ministry of giving. And I want to share this with you, that your volunteering makes a difference. Your serving makes a difference. Your supply matters. But your giving is making a difference. Some of you want to know how can we really impact our communities. And I want to let you know, you're already doing Your faithful generosity is already doing it. Because of your faithful generosity, we're not only able to handle the needs of this ministry and all the things we have to do. And all the things we have to do to operate in Austell. We're also able to do all the things expanding what we're doing in Marietta and Fayetteville and Gwinnett and online. But that's not it. Over the last couple of years, we've been giving more than we've done before. Giving and being a blessing to the community because of your faithful generosity, you giving on a regular basis. Not only do we affect the needs of this ministry, not only do we impact expanding and doing what God has called us to do to ignite an awakening that impacts Georgia, influence the world through the power of the love of Jesus, and open up these satellite campus throughout the Metro Atlanta, Georgia, Metro Atlanta, Georgia, and Southeastern United States are well on our way to do that. We're also able to be a blessing to individuals in a faith family who fall on hard times. We're also able to do more and impact our community. One of the ways we have different organizations we partner with to be a blessing and make a difference in their lives. And one of the organizations you've heard me talk about a lot before is Sweet Water Mission. You know, we prepare and partner with them during the holidays. We're also blessing them during the summer when they help when kids are out of school and they need another meal because their meals usually come from the school system, we help that organization as well feed kids during the summer. But I wanna share with you a little bit more about Sweetwater Mission because of her faithful generosity, we're a blessing to them. Sweetwater Mission is stabilizing families by preventing hunger and homelessness while transforming lives through education and employment opportunities since 1968. They offer food and clothing assistance to low income residents of Cobb, Douglas and Paulding counties. Their full-service Client Choice Food Pantry provides a variety of nutritious foods for families including meat and fresh produce. Clients may receive food every month for as long as they have a need. Their clothing program provides new and gently used clothing items for all members of the family. They provide baby diapers, bath soap, toothpaste, and other personal hygiene products for families. They also offer laundry detergent and household cleaning supplies when available as a united way kids home initiative partner they help stabilize families and prevent homelessness this collaborative program with school social workers and professional case managers is an integrated two-generational approach that helps families and keeps their children in school their transformation center offers work readiness training, in a variety of programs that include computer skills, resume writing, interview skills, effective communication, work work ethics, and more. The goal is not just to help participants get a job, but to help them become retainable and promotable employees. So if you ever wonder, well, how do I help feed the community? How do I combat homelessness? How do I affect those who are one crisis away from just absolute disaster and being on the street? You do it all the time. Because of your faithful generosity, we're able to regularly to support and give to these organizations. I know some of you give towards care on a regular basis, but also we're able to go even beyond what we give towards care to be a blessing to this organization, to be a blessing to our community and to help those who are on the verge of homelessness, to help those who are on the verge of food insecurity. We're able to do that on a regular basis because of your faithful generosity. Now, there's another organization we partner with. In addition to Sweetwater mission, it's called the Hope Center. The Hope Center's mission is to equip pregnant women to choose life. Their mission is to equip pregnant women to choose life. In addition to the medical services they offer, the Hope Center provides material assistance through their Earn While You Learn program. This educational program provides ongoing support for moms and families, both during and after pregnancy. Clients earn valuable materials such as cribs, car seats, formula, and diapers while learning how to prepare for childbirth and how to become better parents. Often, lack of financial help is the main perceived obstacle for a life choice. They help to overcome that hurdle by offering the help that every new mom needs. And you're, we are being a blessing in this area because of your faithful generosity. I want to share with you a testimony of a life that was changed because of faithful generosity like ours. Here's Kayla's story.
1: It's generational. So I know that I, the Lord has put me here to break some generational curses because um, in my family, we have all had kids at, as teens. And I'm not judging anyone, like, hey, hello. But we had them at a wetlock, and it was just a whole, whole generational thing. And so when I got pregnant, my mom instantly thought, she's going to be like me. I can't let that happen to her. I I still don't even hold resentment against her because I'm like, I understand. Um, But the pressure, it was just like, what do I do? Again, I was a bum. I didn't have nothing back then. Literally, just, I was sleeping um, in the same bed with my best friend and her daughter. And so the pressure of being a young mom, having someone that I love so much tell me to get an abortion, me not even thinking, like, that was not even the first thought in my mind. The first thought of my mom was literally all right i'm having a kid um the pressure made me scared like, i think that was the most scared i've ever been in my life because i was like i knew how valuable life was and i didn't want to i didn't want i did not want to do that and me walking in here and me literally suzanne knew she It's like literally everyone knew marlo from the moment she heard my crying voice on the phone to me sitting in the room with Suzanne and me bawling my eyes out, it's like instantly all that pressure was gone because it's like the Lord legit stepped in in that moment and was like, you know what? I'm here now. You call it on my name. I'm here. Let's go. Let's do this. And in that moment of me sitting with Suzanne, I remember her praying for me and I remember her saying so clearly, Lord, your will is going to be done with this yes. And I was like, and in that moment, I just knew that she was so right. I knew that there's nothing I could do to change this outcome. I, I abortion was off the table. I'm not doing that. This kid is my kid. Like The Lord has entrusted me with her. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we are gonna do it. And then so I remember her as holding hands and her praying for me and her saying, Lord, you was gonna be done with this yes. And in that moment, I just literally, saw, like, the Lord like, lift my heavy cloak off of me, and then we put on um, his his light, his light, white, clean linen sheet, and um, I had three prayers. One of them was that I would lose weight, because I was really big, when I got pregnant. Then, I, um, I prayed that I would get closer to God, and then I prayed that um, I would have a push in my life to get me Somewhere else that I was at, I was basically a bum living with my best friend. and God literally answered all of those in that moment. Cadence was my push in that moment. She um, allowed she calls me to lose weight because I wanted to be healthy for her. and she grew my relationship with God because she was my she was my first true yes in obedience to Christ. What the Lord does is bigger than us. What the Lord does in my life is bigger than me. My testimony is bigger than me. It's for the world to hear because I know for a fact that what I went through is not just about me. There's other girls who have had abortions who are struggling with the fact that they have. There's other girls thinking about getting an abortion with their daughter or their son and they're like, I don't know what to do and what to do. And I just want to hug them and say, the Lord is literally with you. Just give God your yes. You don't know what the Lord can do with your yes. The Lord moves the most whenever we are in our hard times. And I feel like in our hard times, we truly have to turn to the Lord. And one of those turnings to the Lord was me coming to the help center.
0: You're making a difference in lives like Kayla's because of your faithful generosity. You're making a difference with Sweetwater Mission because of your faithful generosity. But there's also another organization that we partner with as we want to make a difference in these times and handle the challenges of our times. Another organization we partner with is called One Race. Now, One Race is a gospel-centered reconciliation movement that exists to displace historic racism through prayer, relationship equipping, mercy, and justice. Here is Executive Director Josh Clemens to share more about one race.
2: Christian Center. Hey, good morning. My name is Josh Clemens, and I am the executive director and a part of the founding team of One Race Movement. And I've come by this morning, this Sunday morning, to lean in and to look each one of you in the eyeball and to say thank you. Thank you for locking arms with this ministry. Thank you for giving generously to us. Thank you for sending volunteers for uh, supporting this work. Together, we are teaching cities to love across color, class, and culture. And I want to give a special hearty thank you to your pastor, Pastor Carrick, for being obedient, for being a kingdom man, and supporting this mission. Really grateful for him. One Race Movement. We exist to champion the calls of reconciliation. It doesn't take much for us to realize that we have a racial history here in this country. It doesn't take much for us to realize that tensions still exists across racial, cultural, class, and gender lines. And it's our responsibility as the church, you and I, to be those bridge builders, to be those that destroy the walls of hostility that exist across people groups, to heal what the enemy has sought to destroy. It's our responsibility to be reconcilers here and now. And One Race Movement exists to help the church in doing just that. Since our inception, we have given opportunity for the church to come together like never before. We've championed the cause of oneness, of unity and reconciliation here and now. And because of your partnership, we've been able to gather 153,000 people in live events. Come on somebody, 153,000 people. We've been able to host four catalytic gatherings where thousands of you have joined with us and seeing to it that the sound of reconciliation is heard and that the church presents a credible witness to the world. Uh, Because of you, we've been able to host hundreds of prayer gatherings where thousands of you have come to, to, to seek God, that his kingdom might flourish here on the earth, that racism might be abolished, and we might live as the body of Christ. Uh, Because of you, we've been able to mobilize thousands of volunteers for the work of justice and funnel money in that same direction. Just want to say thank you. You may not know this, but you are having an exponential impact. Thank you for locking arms with us. Together, we are changing the story. I can't wait to be with you guys soon.
0: Faith, every day of the week, you're making a difference through your giving. Through what we do as a ministry with your giving. Handle the needs of this house and the things we have to do. And being a blessing to members of the faith family. Through your giving help us expand the lives that have been impacted and changed forever. In all of our camps. So especially what God has done in the Marietta campus. The lives that have been transformed forever. The lives that have been encouraged and strengthened. In Austell and Gwinnett and in Fayetteville. And online. People coming to Jesus online. Changed forever by your giving. The ministry goes forward. Because of your giving and your volunteering. but your giving every day of the week is making a difference through our partners like Sweetwater Mission, the Hope Center, and One Race. You are addressing the problems of the time through your volunteering and your giving. You are making a difference faith. So never discount or disqualify what you do say it small doesn't matter no. Volunteering, giving, praying matters and it has a huge Huge impact through your giving, your volunteering, your serving, your praying, you're rescuing, you're rescuing red shirts. You're rescuing the people thought were expendable, people that aren't thinking about. You're making a difference. You don't even know the difference you're making because you think, well, I just gave and that's it. No. Your giving has gone ahead of you to make a difference. And the thing is, our future as individuals is worth fighting for. We can agree that say it's our future is worth fighting for. Our futures as a family is worth fighting for. I'm saying it's worth fighting for. Our future as a church family is worth fighting for. I say it's worth fighting for. But also the futures of those who come through the doors of Sweetwater Mission. The futures of those who come through the doors of the Hope Center. The futures of how we live in this nation that are impacted by the One Race Movement. The futures of those who come through our church doors that are impacted by every single volunteer that shakes hands and greets. The futures that are impacted by everybody who comes through our online doors and logs in and everybody who comments and welcomes them and all those who participate in all the media and sound things that need to be done to put together an online experience. All of those things are
2: powerful
0: and make a difference. And when you're volunteering, when you're giving, when you're praying, when you're doing these things, do you know what you're doing? You're saying that somebody else's future is worth fighting for. Yes, your future's worth fighting for. Your family's future's worth fighting for. This church's future is worth fighting for. But our community and those God has called us to reach, the people we are impacted through our community partnerships, their futures are worth fighting for. And I want you to think about that as we prepare to give right now. As we prepare to give, remember the futures are worth fighting for. Thank you for all for your faithful generosity. Thank you for all those who give by mail. But for those of you who want to give online, you can do it at FCCGA.com. If you want to give online, you can do so at FCCGA.com. Your giving matters. Your volunteering matters. Your serving matters. If you want to give via text, you can text FCCGA to 73256. As you see on your screen, if you want to give by text, you can give by texting FCCGA to 73256. If you want to give by text, you can text FCCGA to 73256. Faith, every day of the week, you're making a difference by your volunteering and your giving. Your faithful service and your faithful generosity are impacting and transforming lives. You're igniting an awakening that is impacting Georgia and influencing the world through the power of the love of Jesus. You're rescuing those deemed as red shirts or expendable crewmen. You're making a difference. Your faithful service and your faithful generosity matters. It makes a difference. And as you give online or give via text, you'll see options where you can designate your giving. You'll see spots for tithe and offering, but you also see spots for over and above giving. For those of you who wanted to give to an in-house project here at Faith, we're building a sign right off East West Connector and Shremer Point Parkway. You see the description and the design of the sign and the screen. Thank you for all those who gave to that already. If you want to give to that, there's still time for you to give to that. We're about to get started building that sign so people know where we're located in. However God moves upon your heart to give, follow his leading. Follow his guidance as he leads you to make a difference in your giving today. What you do matters. And it has a great impact. As you give today. Remember, your future, your family's future, this church's future, the community's future, and those we reach, their futures are worth fighting for. So we must fight the good fight of faith and go into the future that God has for us. Amen. While I believe you're ready to give. Let's present our gifts to our Father and our great high priest, our Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to give. We present our tithe, our offering, our seed to you. We ask that you use it moderately. We present it to you as a matter of love, a matter of worship, a matter of adoration, a matter of obedience. We give generously. We give liberally, believing for a biblical return. Saying, take your hands off what belongs to us. Angels, go forth, bring a harvest unto us. For we need it for our sake and the sake of the gospel. We receive God ideas, concepts, and insights. And your favor being poured out upon our life. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise for it, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Say, I have more than enough because my God teaches me how to profit and pours out his favor upon my life. Praise God. Thank you for your faithful generosity. Your faithful generosity matters. We have a little bit more of today's message. You ready for more? Can you say, I can take it. Say, I can have more. Come on, say, I have eyes to see. I have ears to hear. My heart is open to receive more. Say, I have eyes to see. I have ears to hear. My heart is open to receive more. Let's go down the home stretch. Go with me to Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. We're going into the future God has for us as individuals, as families, as a church. I have a little bit more I want to share with you today. As we move into our future as individuals, families, and as a church, we realize that there are challenges ahead of us. How many know there's some challenges ahead of us? Somebody's like, man, I was ready for 2022 and I ran into some challenges already. Remember this, as Joshua and Israel went to possess their promised land, they had to deal with giants. As individuals, families, and a church family, we have situations, challenges, attacks, and giants of our own that we have to deal with. But know this, although the giants may be big, what we have is greater and can handle any giant. What we have, is greater and can handle any giant let me say it again what we have is greater and can handle any giant as we go into the future that god has for us colossians chapter 1 starting with verse 12 it's the end of a prayer that i pray for you on a regular basis i encourage you to pray for yourself and pray for me and pray for others you know Colossians chapter one, verse 12, giving thanks unto the father who has made us able or meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who has delivered us, past tense, from the power of darkness. That word power means authority or dominion and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. The new King James says this way in verse 13, he has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love. Now, that's why I chose to be in the transporter room of Starship Faith today. Because in this room, they would transport people to different areas and different planets, different ships, different places they needed to go. You know, the most famous line about this room is, beam me up, Scotty. Anybody remember that line? You can go ahead and put it in the chat. Say, beam me up, Scotty. Go ahead and say, beam me up, Scotty. You know what? That's exactly what happened when you got saved. God beamed you up from the kingdom of darkness and beamed you into the kingdom of the Son of His love. You're not in that kingdom anymore. You're not in the kingdom of darkness. And when you were in the kingdom of darkness, you were under the power of darkness. You were under the authority and the dominion of darkness. When you were in the kingdom of darkness, you were dominated by darkness. But now that you've been beamed up into the kingdom of the Son of His love, you've been beamed up into the kingdom of life. Darkness does not have dominion over you. Darkness does not have authority over you. You don't have to go along with Satan's plan for your life, with his will, with his desire that he's doing through the children of disobedience. Even though he's the God of this world systems, you don't have to participate because you've been delivered from his authority. You've been delivered from his dominion. You've been translated. You've been beamed up into the kingdom of the son of God, the son of God's love. God has beamed you into this new kingdom. In the past, in your past, you were dominated by darkness, but now you've been beamed up. You do not have to be dominated by darkness any longer. You have been redeemed and granted dominion and authority. You've been beamed up and seated in Christ Jesus at the right hand of God. Stop letting darkness dominate you. You can dominate the darkness. You have authority in the name of Jesus. You're part of a different kingdom now. You are an ambassador. We talked about that earlier and you have access because you're part of this kingdom. Get this because you're part of the kingdom of the son of his love. You have access to the riches and resources and power of that kingdom because you're part of the kingdom and you're an ambassador and you're seated with Christ. You have access to all the riches, the resources and the power of of this kingdom Psalm 103 verse 19 says the Lord has prepared his throne in the heavens and his kingdom rules over all. The kingdom of God rules over every situation, every challenge, every attack, and every giant you're facing today. He said, oh, it seems big, but guess what? The kingdom you are a part of rules over that situation, rules over that circumstance, rules over that attack, rules over that giant. That giant does not have dominion over you. That attack does not have dominion over you. That situation doesn't have dominion over you. That circumstance doesn't have dominion over you. You have been given the dominion in this situation you're in right now in this pressure field attack facing this giant you've been given the dominion you've been given the authority Luke chapter 8 verse 1 it says and it came to pass afterward that Jesus went throughout every city and village preaching and showing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God and the 12 were with them notice Jesus went out showing and telling there's a show and tell aspect to this kingdom it's not just talk There is some show and tell. Go ahead and put it in the chat. Say there's some show and tell. It's time for show and tell. There is show and tell where the kingdom is concerned. It's not just talk. 1 Corinthians 4.20 New Living Translation says, For the kingdom of God is not just a lot of talk. It is living by God's power. That's good. I'm going to say it again. For the kingdom of God is not just a lot of talk. It is living by God's power. First Corinthians 4.20, New Living Translation. For the kingdom of God is not just a lot of talk. It is living by God's power. This kingdom is meant to produce in your life. You're not supposed to see the production of the kingdom when you die and go to heaven. The kingdom is meant to produce in your life right now. And that situation you're in, and that circumstance you're in, and that giant you're facing, dealing with this attack, the kingdom is meant to produce. As Jesus said in Luke 17, 11, this kingdom has been placed within you. You don't have to look around. Oh, when's the kingdom's going to show up? It's here. And it's time for you to manifest the kingdom and walk in the power of the kingdom. Walk in the riches of the kingdom. Walk in the resources of the kingdom. Walk in the wisdom of the kingdom. What happens when you do those things? You will walk into the future God has for you as an individual. Your family can walk into the future God has for you. And we as a church family can walk into the future God has for us. Romans 14, 17, For the kingdom of God is not meet and dream, but it's righteousness. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. It's peace and it's joy in the Holy Ghost. Guess what? Even in the midst of elder the attacks and the situation, the circumstances facing giants, you can have peace and you can have joy in the Holy Ghost. You can have peace that passes all understanding and that peace can guard your heart and mind. You can have joy unspeakable and full of glory. When people would have counted you out, you can rejoice with joy and speak with full of full and glory and you maintain your peace. You have calmness of mind in the face of all these things because you know, guess what? You're on the winning side. You know the bigger they are, the harder they fall. You know the giant's going down. The attack's going end in your victory. That's situation, that circumstance is turning for your good. You know it, so start talking like it. Start acting like it. Get your joy back. Keep your peace. Don't lose your peace. Don't lose your joy. Go forward into the future God has for you. Let go of the past and move on with what God has for you. This is what you got to do this year. This is what you have to walk in. And Well, so, Pastor, how do I do that? Mark chapter 4, verse 26. I'm going to read it for the sake of time. Mark chapter 4, verse 26 through verse 29. Mark chapter 4, verse 26 through 29. And he said, so is the kingdom of God, as if a man should cast seed into the ground and should sleep and rise night and day, and the seed should spring and grow up. He knows not how, for the earth brings forth fruit of herself, first the blade, then the ear, after that the full corn in the ear. But when the fruit is brought forth, immediately he puts in the sickle, because the harvest is come. Now, when you study Mark chapter four, you know, the seed is the word of God. So you must sow the word. You must speak the word. You must believe the word. You must obey the word. You must work the word. And the thing is, you don't just do it once because it's compared to a seed. If I plant a seed and leave it alone and I don't cultivate the soil, I don't water the seed, I don't protect the seed, the seed is not going to produce the way it should. It may not even produce at all. But if I want the seed to produce, I have to be consistent and taking care of the seed I planted. If you want the kingdom to work in your life, if you want the power, the resource, the riches, the wisdom, the impact of the kingdom to be in your everyday life, you have to be consistent. Consistency is a key to kingdom power. You have to be consistent in the kingdom lifestyle, not just the kingdom lifestyle every once in a while. No, you have to be consistent in walking in love, consistent in walking in the spirit, consistent in walking in forgiveness, consistent in walking by faith, consistent in walking in the light, consistent in walking in the spirit, consistent In walking with Jesus, as you do things consistently, as you pray consistently, as you're in the word consistently, as you give consistently, as you volunteer consistently, as you consistently make sure that you're living awake and choosing the red pill like we talked about last week, as you consistently make decisions to move into the future God has for you, you'll see more kingdom power at work in your everyday life. Sometimes it may not be spectacular, but it will always be supernatural and bring about victory in your life. You must stick with this. This is not the time to back up. this is not the time to slow down. It's not the time to get lax. It's the time to go forward and what God has for us. Remember what God told Joshua when he was going to possess the promised land. He said in Joshua chapter one verse 8, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth It means you need to keep saying it and saying it and saying it because he said it this way, but you shall meditate that means to think on that means to say that means to mutter, that means to roar they in day and night that you may observe regard to do according to that all that is written therein for then then what is after then that you don't let this book of the law, you don't let the word depart out of your mouth. You keep it in your mind. and you meditate on it, you think about it, you keep saying it again and again, that you do what it says again and again. For then, when you do those things, when you keep the word in your mouth, when you think about it all the time, when you say it continually, when you obey the word, you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. So if you want that situation to turn to your prosperity, if you want this circumstance to turn to your victory and your prosperity, if you want that giant to fall, if you want that attack to turn to victory then you must, you must, you must keep the word in your mouth. Speak the word only. You must think on the word, meditate on the word, speak the word consistently, and you must obey the word. And then as the word promised, you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. Glory to God. If you want this kingdom power and your future to take down the giants ahead of you, To take down the situation, circumstance, and attacks you're facing today. You got to be consistent. You got to sow the word. You got to work the word. You got to pray. You got to give. You got to volunteer. You got to be on guard. Make sure you're staying awake and not going into the blue pill that Satan offers you all the time. You have to be concerned about the red shirts and the expendable crewmen. You have to be after what God has called you to do. You have to have a prayer life that's more than just about you. If you do these things we shared in this message, sharing this series on a regular basis... You have to keep at it, not just one day, not just one week. As Bishop likes to say, go to bed, get up, praise God. Go to bed, get up, praise God. Go to bed, get up, and praise God. As you're doing all these things and you're consistent and then you just keep going at it again and again and again, that seed begins to produce. First the ear, then the blade, then the fruit, like Jesus said. It keeps producing and producing and producing and growing and growing and growing. But you got to stick with it. You got to stick with it. You can't quit now. This is not the time to quit. This is the time to press forward into the future God has for you. The kingdom within you is greater than what you're facing today. Never forget it. Move forward into the future God has for you. Praise God. Praise God. Glory to God. Our future is as bright as God can make it. So let's go forward to where no man's gone before. Let's go forward into the future and go forward. Remembering it's not just about us. There's somebody on the other side of our obedience. And remember the kingdom we've been beamed up into, that we've been translated into, has given us access to power, resources, wisdom, riches, and ability That's greater than anything we'll face in this life. Glory to God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. Oh, we thank you because you are good and your mercy endures forever. We thank you for this word you share with us today. Help us not to be hearers of this word, but to be doers of this word so we can be blessed in our doing. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise for what you accomplished today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. I believe today's message encourages you, it strengthens you, it's helping you to live the lifestyle of faith. If you're ever in the metro Atlanta area, we'd love for you to worship with us in person. You can find information about our different locations at FCCGA.com. Also, we have so many different ways where you can get the word. You can download our Faith Plus app. You could also visit us on our social media pages on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook